Welcome to MM Plays, our podcast where we design, play, and discuss a game and campaign. Along the way, we will alternate episodes between actual play adventures and the analysis and discussion of games and design theories that relate to the campaign we're playing. For this campaign, we'll be using the mechanics of Cortex Prime, designed by Cam Banks. We randomly selected a theme and ended up with swashbuckling high school urban fantasy. So join MM Plays as we explore and enjoy a new campaign. And now for the introduction of our players. My name's Chris Nizak, and I'll be playing Silas Flameworth, some of the Flameworth family with a frozen soul that's not my own. I'm Old Man Logan. I'm playing Henrik Gunny Gunderson, son of the enigmatic Winter Wind and rookie Elemental Mage. My name is Jerry, and I'm playing Santiago Zircon. He is the rebellious and reluctant scion of a powerful magic family. I'm Phil Vecchione, and I will be your GM. Good evening, and welcome back. We are getting ready to head into prom. And we have uh, everything set up at the table. I think the only thing I have to do is give Chris some plot points. Chris, how many plot points do I have to give you? I have exactly one. You have exactly one. Hold on to that exactly one. Uh, as always, we have our safety tools deployed at the table, our X card and our script change cards. Pause, rewind, and fast forward. And we have a bunch of assets and complications on the table. Rather than me messing with them, because I can't read them all upside down, I'm going to just ask you guys for a little help. In front of Silas, what do you got? Understanding how my magic works at D12, which really I just need to decide when it actually functions and then it tips over. That shit's going to kick off. That's about to pop, yo. Yo. Yeah. What about you? You've got like, you've racked up complications. I don't think you have any assets going on right now. I have a deck of cards in front of me. What do you got? I have mom totally buys this at D6. Uh, yeah, that's, yeah. I think that's a mixed bag. <laughs> mom totally buys it, but also you, yeah. you did a really good job lying uh, to your mom. That goes hand in hand with guilt D6. Yep. Yes. Yes, indeed. And then easy money is easy at D8. Yeah. Easy money is easy. I don't understand what the problem is with this prosperity magic. It's, you know, yeah, huh? you haven't asked me or T yet, apparently. <laughs> yeah. You've been using it. It works. Okay. And then. Out on the table, we've got... I'll help you out. Oh, thanks. If you can read those. It doesn't add up D10. Uh, that, for listeners, is the asset that's been sitting on the table ever since Silas's dad cast the ritual magic to block all their memories. That's getting what, close what to What ritual magic? It's, we had I a just, really nice conversation, yeah, and, and then we had some donuts. donuts. Remember the donuts? Yeah, it was yeah. a great time. Candles and donuts, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. There is a false rift between Gunny and Silas at D6. Yeah, that's actually an asset because that is to help convince people that you two aren't working in cahoots. Rich prick. Stupid poor kid. What's our last one? Uh, that's Robbie, right? I owe you guys. Mm-hmm. Robbie's so thrilled at um, about the promposal that if you need Robbie, there's Robbie. By the way, it's your fault that we lost the academic decathlon. Sure. Blame that on me. I will. Maybe, you know, think about looking in the mirror next time. I got most of my questions right. You missed more than me. Ouch. And welcome back. When we left off, we had you guys heading into Creekside to uh, head into prom. I'm going to ask you for a moment before we get into prom activities. Is there any flashback of you guys, any last minute instructions to each other? Is there any last minute preparations you want to take? We'll take it in the form of a flashback between all three of you or with T and Silas. Whatever you guys want. I just want to make sure that you have an opportunity before we go right into prom. I don't remember the context exactly, but I'm pretty sure you guys weren't there. I want to make sure that I let you guys know this. At some point, when things start to go down, if it gets hairy, 
Maybe if it doesn't get hairy, I might just do it anyway. I've got an ace card up my sleeve. Kazafel gave me a way to contact him, to bring him in if I need him. You talked to that angel again? Yeah. What do you say? Well, he came and talked to me. Why? Because apparently my dad is, is making him dance like a puppet to send me messages. What'd he tell you? Kazafel shared a message with you, of which he doesn't understand the meaning, but said, the coil dragon holds the key. That's interesting. Yes. What's the coil dragon? We should probably scribble that on a card and put that on the table somewhere. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. Yeah, that's a good idea. Sure, I'll take your notes for you guys. No problem. <laughs> I was told not to take notes during the game. I did tell him not to take notes. <laughs> the coil dragon, you, you, you're not getting the connection? I mean, it's got to do with the prosperity cult. Yeah. Unless it means something else. I mean, they have the dragon tattoo. Is the dragon ever coiled? Uh, uh, yeah, it's, yes, it is, it is an Asian-looking dragon. But is the dragon coiled in anybody's tattoos? I haven't seen any of these tattoos know. yet. I've only uh, seen not them. on Casey's. Casfell doesn't understand. Casfell is just in Niagara Falls when he gets hit with these messages and the compulsion to come tell you them. Yes, that's the other tidbit is yeah. it, both times that he's been sent to me, he was in the vicinity of Niagara Falls. Yeah, I'm surprised we haven't gone out there yet. Well, we've been busy with all this other stuff. I know. I wanted to, trust me, but. So we're looking for somebody with a, something that is a coil dragon or somebody with a coil dragon tattoo? That's my guess. One or both. One or both. Okay. Keep your, keep your mind open. Don't get too focused on a thing. That's what my dad always tells me anyway. By way of review, uh, just to make sure you're all back up to speed. At this point, all you know is that there's going to be a meeting. And I say all you know, I'm looking at Gunny. There's going to be a meeting. You have to bring $3,000, but the details of where the meeting is and exactly when you do not know. Correct. Okay. You're going to find out. Yes. You'll be told, but you do not know when it is. I'll leave that to you guys to figure out how that gets communicated. I got one more thing. I go to Archie. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I can trust Archie. I'm going to trust Archie. All right. I'm going to tell him what's going on. Okay. I don't want to hash it over, but. Look, can you do me a favor and just check to make sure nobody's tracking our messaging? The private channel that I made for you guys? Yeah, I want to make sure nobody else is seeing that some other mage like you. Yeah, give me a second. That's some flame worth paranoia right there. Yep. So he takes your phone, his phone, and a couple of other components and sets them up on a desk and does a little ritual magic. When he completes the spell, he turns to you and he says, one, nobody has been snooping on this private chat and two i have re-encrypted this private chat so even if somebody had cracked my spell before and was going to snoop i've changed everything i will play that off as my robbie owes us guys and be like look robbie really appreciated us getting this together and i'm happy that we could do it for you but i need this favor because of that okay what i'm gonna do is i'm just gonna shift that down from an eight to a six it's fine i will also let him know that something is going to probably go down at prom so that he's aware of it and ready to get the hell out of there if something goes bad. Thanks for the tip. Hell of a first date, I guess. Yeah, it'll be good for like an hour and a half or two hours. It'll be memorable. <laughs> memorable, yeah. Anybody I need to be on the lookout for? Yeah, I'll give him the list of names uh, that yeah. we know. It's basically Gunny's table. Yeah, right? pretty much. It's Gabby, Jesse, it's Gunny. Oh, they're all Gabby, Jesse, Gunny, Casey, <laughs> Casey, hmm. and... Might I suggest you let him know that, that Gunny knows? Yeah, of course I know. I, know yeah. I, I, t- I told him everything. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Archie's good and you've done stuff with Archie before, but yeah, Archie's like, look, I've re-encrypted everything. It's even more encrypted and I know no one snooped this. Okay. Let's all go to prom. Yeah. yeah. So the prom, 
you head into Creekside. You guys have um, decorated. Mm-hmm. Or I think you guys got out of decorating, didn't you? Are you on? We were on setup. Oh, you we were, were on setup because you didn't want to be for takedown. Correct. So we probably decorated. Yeah. So this place is, you know, all done up with balloons and lights. And I mean, there's a full DJ here. It's uh, it's prom. It's loud. It's lots of different lights and it's warmer than it should be. And you're all wearing tuxes and good old DJ sparkles. Yeah, DJ Sparkles mm-hmm. is at the helm. He's playing music that I, I don't even need to name titles for because at least those two will not have heard any of the names of any of these songs so safely. Um, it's just music that the kids like. We'll just call it that. DJ Sparkles has definitely got a like rhinestone jacket. Suit, yes, yeah, yeah. coat. So when the lights hit it, it like he oh, yeah. like you know illuminates. He's like a second disco ball. Yep, human yes. disco ball. Yeah. Two different colored gloves with different sparkles on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's got those cool um, from Blade. He's got the the glasses with the lights on it. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Do you remember the DJ from Blade? Had, yeah, yeah, I remember. Your prom has not a full dinner, but it has hors d'oeuvres and stuff for like people to eat. Okay. So because this is like taking taking place like in the evening and. You have the whole ballroom, plus you guys are allowed out onto the patio area where the gazebo is, for those that are familiar with Creekside. And for those not familiar, the facility has a creek running behind it, but it also has like a pretty grove of trees, a gazebo, and a patio area. It's a little chilly. It's May in Buffalo, but there's also like a hundred plus teens packed into this um, dance floor. So... The dance, like that place is hot, right? Like it's warm in there. And so sometimes just stepping out onto the patio is like a nice way to get some fresh air. Plus it kind of um, relieves the congestion of how many people are kind of crammed in there. I don't know. It's pretty cool over by my table. Good to be an ice mage. I'm pretty chill too. Yeah. Yeah. In addition, some prom traditions, there are prom pictures. And I think we see a montage of you guys like standing there for your prom pictures. We've got T and Bo, right? Like just, looking all cute yeah. together. Right, yeah. looking all cute together, yeah. like arms entwined. She only comes up to like your chest. And you've yeah. you've been lifting because you Yeah. Know. Yeah. So he's, you're like even bigger. We see that picture. He'll he'll even do a picture where he's got her sitting on his arm with it so they're both at height at, at height. Two two pictures. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. He's got her sitting on, on, on his arm, sitting side saddle. Yep. Yeah. Just and click, set her click. back down again. Click click early in for uh, Bowtie being the cutest couple at prom. Bowtie looking really cute. I think Bo has got, um, Bo is rocking somewhere in the Wednesday Adams prom-like look. Okay. Makes sense. So pigtails. That feels Bo. Yeah. Black dress lace. A little bit Lolita, but not like young Lolita, but like stylish. Mm -hmm. She looks good, but it's definitely rocking some Wednesday Adam vibes. And she's got her her little heart bow corsage thing. Yes. We see Silas. I get a picture by myself with the uh, very prominent crystal corsage. The ice corsage. Yeah, the ice, ice corsage. It looks like crystal. When anybody asks me, it's crystal. There's also another picture of me with Derek and Alicia and all of the rest of my friends. Too. Yeah, like absolutely, right? Mm-hmm. Like just you're all clustered up together. When everybody complains, I'm like, look, I'm gonna pay for him. Okay, calm down. Nobody's sweating this thing. Uh, and then we've got um, your yeah. entourage comes in. Gabby and Jesse get their picture taken and they're completely decked out just fully designer clothes. Oh, of course. Some of the kids are just like, did House Slytherin just show up? Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's got that kind of, it's got that kind of vibe going to it. My picture, my smile is like a nervous smile 
<laughs> like there's a smile there. It's not a tea smile, like happy tea and bow. It's a little more of a nervous smile for many different reasons. <laughs> Casey looks quite relaxed. She has fun with the pictures, right? Mm-hmm. Amazing. There's, I think, one where, you know, she dips you. Sure. It's the thing. Everybody looks amazing. Oh, yeah. yeah. We, we look great. You guys look really good. You went on a whole shopping spree. Like, uh-huh. you're wearing some nice stuff right now. I mean, I look good to begin with, but I'm dressed up nice, too. So Yes, you clean up nicely. I clean up nicely. Who did Ash come with? Or, or, or did they come stag? No, I think Ash, Ash came with someone. I don't have a name off the top of my head, but yeah, Ash is there. Pretty much everybody went to prom. His name's Rick. Rick? Yeah. Okay. Non-magical. Plays, plays in a punk band? Yes, plays in a, I was going to say punk ska. A post-ska punk band? Exactly. Oh, I have two distinctions I need to put on the table for. Uh-huh. Uh, Describing for prom is fun. So, first of all, a magical night. D8. You're going to have to explain what that means. Sure. Because that could mean too many things. Yes. And party time, D8. So let me explain both. A magical night. I'm going to give you some latitude on this. First of all, it's a magical night, meaning it's a very special night. Very special things can happen tonight. Take that for what you will. And if you um, can make a good enough justification, I'll, I'll let you pull the die for That's that. That's a distinction yes. on the table for us. Sure is. Um, and it's party time means that this whole area is loud, congested. Um, a lot of distraction. There are kids running around, running back and forth between things. There is drama in like another corner as like somebody's having like a prom meltdown. And then there's like a ton of dancing, loud music, uh, lights. Like there's a lot of distraction. Totally a party. Can I make a suggestion for a magical night? Yeah. Based on the thing that you just said? Yes. I think it's fascinating. You can tell me no. Sure. I think that there should be a special effect on that particular uh, trait that's on the table that once during the session one of us can spend a plot point to bump that up to a d12 because it's a magical night and special things can happen you know what i will allow it i like your suggestion and uh nice. let's let's play it i'll just I, i'm I gonna put could, a little sfx on it i think it could even apply to some of the the prominent named npcs that have their own plot points just gonna put one plot point equals d12 once per this session okay just gonna, i like it yeah. Just going to shortcut that suggestion. right there. I like it. And again, you tell me why it's a magical night. Not We're, planned. We didn't plan that. That just happened. Nah. Yeah. That's how we roll. Shit's yeah. about to pop off, yo. <laughs> it's such a good distinction. I feel like it should be special. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So prom is in full swing. There's definitely talk while you're there about various post-prom parties that have been organized. The school has one. Some portion of kids will go to that one. It's a full night, and you guys are all in there. Gunny, you're at the evil table. Dun, dun, dun. Um, But everybody's having a good time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Gabby and Jesse are having a good time. Gabby and Casey both have purses. A lot of people did not bring purses and stuff. You know, either just have wristlets for their phones and stuff, but you all have to bring like $3,000 in cash, so they Mm -hmm. each have a purse that's on them. They're not leaving it on the table or anything. But they've got their money. I'm assuming you just have yours uh-huh. tucked away, like, in your um, breast pocket or something. Yeah. You got your three bands, I think, as the kids say. Very uncomfortable about it. So, yeah, but you guys are hanging around and taking selfies, and, uh, you know, Casey drags you out on the dance floor. I don't know if you're a fast dance guy, but for sure, you're going out for a slow dance. I do not relish the fast dance. Sure. 
but I get out there for a couple and it's passable. Let me let me ask you a question. Um, of the two, which is higher, jock or performance? And what die? They're both D6. You are adequate. Yeah. Yeah. You are not painful to dance with, but you are not drawing any attention. Much what? like myself, the eighth grade sway is a lock. Not yeah. a problem. You got the white man shuffle. <laughs> like, yeah. A little bit of the little bit of the white man shuffle. Exactly. You're you're doing fine. At a D6, no one is paying attention to you yeah. dancing one way or the other. I don't know. What about you guys? Like before the dancing starts, T and Bo will go over to say hi to their friends Gunny and Casey. Oh yeah. And just okay. drop by the table, say hi. Oh, good to see you, Gunny. You guys look awesome. Thank you. And Thank super, you. super cute together. I'm a good accessory. <laughs> I like this for you too. Like, this is really cute. Uh huh. Right? Yeah. What were we calling them the other day? A bow tie? Bow tie. I look down at Bo to see what her reaction is. And if she's delighted, he's thrilled. Yeah, she is delighted, right? The, the fact that there's a shipping, like yeah. a ship name for the two of you. Yeah. She's like, bow tie. Like, you know, she's like, I love it. It is good. It is good. Better than some of the alternatives, even. Somebody walks by and like, hey, look, it's it's Tebow. And then somebody is like, don't call them that. <laughs> somebody does the kneel down. He'll beat on you. <laughs> He's a big dude. That, that reference would be hard for yes. the yeah. youth yes. to understand. Yeah, these youths wouldn't know. And Tybo is completely... Tybo is no, a completely... No. That's completely I would, lost on I would, youth. I would take Tybo over Tebow at this point. Correct. <laughs> that's fair. T, T will defenestrate anybody who does that, so... <laughs> yeah, Gabby and Jesse are hanging out. They they're all let's get a like let's get a selfie together and yeah. like cameras up. You guys all lean in. Is it a, really a selfie if it's it's an ussy. Ussy. <laughs> let's get it's an totally, ussy. Let's get an ussy. Yeah. T will kneel down so we can be in the picture with everybody else. Yeah, exactly. You know, snap a couple pictures. Yeah. I assume over uh, across the way. Silas knows a bunch of shuffle step dances. Yeah, I suspect Silas got some moves, right? Just a few, not a ton. My my jock is not supremely good, but I have a decent performer score. So yeah, so you you, you you're not unaccustomed. You get no, out no, there. I get out there. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm in relatively good shape. I work out every day. At some point, Donatella comes over and dances with you. This is fun. She's like, I'm glad you came. I'm glad I came too. It's really loud in here. It's a prom, Silas. Yeah, I've never been to like a thing like this. Really, all the dances that I, I that we tend to go to are. A little bit more subdued, you know, because of the stuff, the uh, ritual stuff. <laughs> she laughs and she's like, I guess if you're dancing for your rituals, like, not me. You never danced for a ritual? No. You have? Yeah, it's like a flameworth thing, I guess. Really? Some of them. Well, that's a thing I learned tonight. Yeah, you totally did, I guess. And uh, her date, Jacob, Jacob McMahon, uh, cuts in. What's up, Jacob? And he's like, yo, what's up, bro? Fist pound. Yeah, fist pound. They are on the short track for King and Queen of Prom. I'm a vote for you, too. Oh, cool, man. I mean, you know, whatever. Like, he's, <laughs> he quickly puts up his shield. Like, oh, cool. Oh, yeah, whatever. That That's cool. Thanks, Silas. <laughs> like, totally not trying to be totally into the fact that, you know, he's on the short track. I'm going to win it. <laughs> yeah. No, he's Jacob's pretty. Jacob's a pretty cool guy. I don't know if any of you guys know him from class. Is he magical? Uh, no, no. You just know him from... Uh, yeah, he's fine. Yeah. Decent kid. Yeah. You're, you know, a bunch of you are like, oh, this is fucking tragic. Like, she's dating a non-magical guy. There's going to, you know, like, this. there's a shelf life on this it's tragic now, now that I know what's going on. <laughs> yeah. There's a shelf life on this. It'll get complicated. Yeah, it will. But that's okay. It's high school. Who cares? That's right. Hey, nothing wrong with a little mundane love. I mean, Chris knows it's high school. Who cares? Silas is like, oh, this is tragic. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
There's going to be a breakup at some point. Uh, two things for, for dancing. Number one, T actually is, with a Jaka 12 and a Perform of 8, T actually can dance a little bit. Oh, yeah. More importantly, as we as we suggested, unbeknownst to everybody else, T's mom did spend like three nights in a row teaching him some appropriate slow dances and ballroom dances. T's uh, got moves. Like uh, What's even funnier is that he ended up dancing... When, when he wasn't dancing with his mom, he was dancing with his little sister, which at first seemed kind of funny, but the height difference actually works. Yes. What yeah. the hell, T? You can dance? Something's worth studying for. I guess. Just, I'm kind of shocked by that. I had a good teacher and I have a good partner. Well, you know, that, that makes 90% of the thing work, right? That's right. When you've got good talent to work with, it makes me look good. Damn, look at Bowtie going over there. Uh, the prom song for the evening, uh, and for licensing purposes, we can't play this uh, in its entirety, but um, Stephen Sanchez's Until I Found You. Yeah, I don't even think I could play it even a little bit Correct. because we're not using it for any kind of review purposes. Correct. Just go go hit it up on go hit it up on YouTube. It's, it's pretty good. Anyway, it's a delightful song. At some point after the main prom song and everybody kind of like, you know, heads back to their tables and, you know. DJ Sparkles is going to take a 15. He's going to go catch a smoke, you know, outside or something. He's probably vaping. <laughs> yes, he's vaping because you yes. definitely get in trouble for smoking. Gabby comes over to the table and she's like, okay, listen up. I just got a message about the uh, meeting. Mm. It's, uh, it's going to be held in the back rooms and I have a ritual that is going to get us there. It'll take a little bit of a walk after we cross over. So I hope all of your shoes are comfortable. Hmm. I don't think you're going to want to take them off on those uh, gross rugs. Uh, definitely no. Cool. The meeting's for 930. So just before nine, I'm going to go outside and around back and cast the ritual on the back wall of the building. Okay. And then, you know, in a song or two during, you know, one of the songs, we'll all just kind of slip out to the patio and just, uh, you know, hop over the bushes and jump through the portal. Cool. It's a three experience point thing for him. Getting closer to the post-prom event. Ding, ding. I also gave myself two experience points for when I do something a normal high school student would do because I'm dancing at the prom and I am going to vote for prom king and queen. Yeah. And you should also pick up two. You've been, uh, yeah. two, you've been doing, you've been doing very uh, prom things. All right. Everybody got their money? Yeah. This is going to be like a no admittance. Well, not no admittance, but you know. You'll be highly ridiculed. You don't show up with your money. Anyway, go live it up. We got a half hour before I'm going to cast this ritual, and Jesse will give me some cover outside when I go to do it. Cool. Prom resumes. More dancing. There's a chocolate fountain now. <laughs> there you go. Shortly after the news, I will make my way to the restroom, and I will text the information. Very good. Ritual, 9 o'clock outside back wall into the back rooms at 9.30. Shit! I say as I'm standing next to T. So we have to figure a way to get out there and get into the... Into the back rooms? We've done it before. Yeah, but it's kind of obvious. It's not like we could just like hide and skulk and... Yeah, the back rooms are just you, a winding maze. You understand, T. I'm assuming that they're going to post a guard by the entrance. We're going to go in there, but we're going to have to be super wary about what we do. That's all I'm saying. Just also, go and look for some bad guys. I will make it known as part of that information that it's a hike after we get into the back rooms. And then we have to track Gunny. I'll show Bo the text. If there is a single guard, we might have a way to put a guard to sleep temporarily. Okay. Oh yeah. She <laughs> like cracks her knuckles. She's like, 
I can do that. I forgot how excited she is about this whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> There's like a conversation that we have. It's like, no, no, it wasn't my dad. We just kind of got caught up in this thing. Like, it helps that he's my dad, but we didn't do it on purpose. Right. <laughs> Don't tell me there isn't nepotism in this in this club. Look, somebody slammed the look, my girlfriend slammed her soul into my chest. What do you want? Is the, she okay? Like she leans over to your chest and she's like, hey. Stop that. Stop <laughs> that. It's very conspicuous. <laughs> We're supposed to be undercover here, sort of. What's that? And she like touches the boutonniere. Did you make that? It's cold. Yeah, yes. Nice. That is really nice. Yeah, you know, I got I have some moderate amount of skill. I've been hanging out with you guys for a while. That's good then. All right. Let's get ready for this. We need to find a place to do the ritual for the back room. We do it right there where they go in. We just have to wait for them to go in. That then, does make the most sense. Do you have yes. a better do you have a better plan? No, just if we could track Gunny, but that'd be about it. Okay. I I don't have a way to track him, do you? He has a phone. You think Archie would be able to help us track? Yeah. I mean, he's got one of the, don't, don't a lot of the phones these days have trackers on them? Yeah, I bet, I bet Archie could do it. We should go talk to him. Yeah, so Archie and Robbie are, like, sitting around. Like, at this point, they've gotten, like, some dessert. They're kind of cooling off. They've been dancing for a while. Like, they've discarded the um, suit coats. They're just wearing the vests and shirts at this point, trying to cool off. And they're just, they've got some, like, water and, like, some assorted, like, cookies and things like that from the chocolate fountain. Oh, uh, look who it is. I sit down at the table, right oh, next to Archie. Look at you, sitting down in the middle of prom, ready to ask me for a favor. Absolutely. <laughs> <sighs> what do you guys need? I mean, we are doing, like, for the thing, veil right? biz business. I got right it, here. I got it, yeah. Can we track Gunny's phone with this phone in an extra-dimensional space? Jesus. You guys never ask for anything simple, huh? Well, he's going into the back rooms, which is an extra-dimensional space for the thing. And we need to be able to find him. If it was easy, we wouldn't be coming to the person that's best at it. Good line. Come with me to the bathroom. It's not going to be weird. Okay. It's going to be a little weird. <laughs> okay. The two of you get up. He sits up and as, as Bo goes to stand up, he says, not us, just them. Oh, right. We'll keep Robbie company. Yes. And then she like just takes a cookie off of Archie's plate and starts eating it. I follow Archie to the bathroom. You guys walk in and he's like, stall. I walk into the stall. And he walks in with you. He's like, phone. This is weird. I told you it'd be a little weird. I hand you the phone. It's only going to be weird when somebody else comes in. Yep. Yep. You need, well, your reputation's going to go up. And uh, <laughs> I just look up into the air, like roll my eyes. I'm like, okay. <laughs> okay. In which case, I'm now going to just cash out Robbie's IOU guys. Archie's going to do the favor for you guys. Yep. And that is Archie tax on a ritual onto the spell that's currently operating on your phones. Uh-huh that will give you location. It's going to give you hot cold. There is a display on the thing that beeps bigger. Right, as like we go this closer. way, go that way. Yeah, nothing terribly sophisticated, enough that you won't lose them. And it'll it's tied between your phones. So as long as your phones are all in the same dimension, it should work fine. You know, Archie, if you ever want a job at the uh, Vail Defense Force when school's over, I bet I could put in a good word with my dad for you. Oh, yeah, I would love that, actually. Okay. You're really good at this. The Vale Tech branch has been something I've been shooting for for a while. A uh, Mr. Flamesworth letter would go a long way to my acceptance into the program. The Vale Electric Counterintelligence Agency? Yes. Yeah, that would be awesome. Now, get ready for a little drama. Okay, what are we doing? 
I'm going to walk out of this bathroom. All right. Rumors are going to abound. Sure. He's like, seriously, anything I can do to help, it's fine. I appreciate that. Yeah. Enjoy your bump in the uh, gossip circles. I'm actually not going to at all. He's like, all right, I'll see you guys. And he ducks out. And there's like one or two people, but nobody's really paying attention. Good. Because I wait another like 60 seconds before I leave. Yeah. And then like one dude kind of like looks over, does like some quick mental math and like looks over and is like, hmm, how you doing? What? Nothing. Just nothing. It's cool. Are you having a good night? Yeah. Yeah, me too. You know what? Maybe I'll give you a call after prom. Maybe don't. You head out. You can always make new friends. It's good. Okay. I am not some guy's booty call. You got to take him out on a few dates. That's true. He is not hookup material. Correct. Silas is relationship material. Correct. I said nothing about hooking up. I'm like, you might have just made a friend. I am not some guy's booty call. (laughs) (laughs) At around nine o'clock. Yeah. uh, Gabby and Jesse slip out. And Casey's like, oh man, she's like, I am so fucking excited for this. Like I'm all like. Seriously, right? Twitchy, you know? Like faking this whole prom thing, like for what's really going down. Now I get why those stories where people are all excited about losing their virginity on prom night. (laughs) Don't get your hopes up. That's not how it's going to go down. It's quite all right. I'm not saying there isn't a shot. I'm just saying we get business first. She like (laughs) gives you a pat. She's like, you're doing great. Appreciate it. As dates go, you're doing just fine. And then she laughs some more. She's like, holy shit. I'm so psyched. I hear the guy who's coming is like one of the moderators, like one of the guild moderators. Oh, really? Yeah. Cool. At least that's what Gabby said. He's up there. Nice. So that all goes down. Gabby and Jesse come back and Gabby's like, okay, portal's up. You can't see it. It's dark. Unless somebody goes back there to vape or something and accidentally falls through, we should be just fine. Wouldn't that be a surprise? I'm I'm just going to leave it up so that we have a way back out. It's probably a good idea. Time to bounce. So you guys all filter out, head outside and like kind of laughing and joking out on the patio. And then at like one point, Gabby's like, let's go. There's like a like real low set of shrubs mm-hmm. and just like hop over and go around back. Jesse's like, all right, everybody, just like in uh, kindergarten, lock hands. <laughs> you wind up all holding hands and then you just walk through the outside wall of Creekside into the back rooms. And you step through and it's just like the last time you were here, the first time you were here. Mm -hmm. It's that pea soup carpet. It's not shag, but it's thick. And it's like a little squishy. It's not dry. It's not what carpets should do, right? It's just, it's got like a little bit of squish. The walls are kind of this bland sanitary office white and the um neon overhead lights are kind of a sickly yellow not yellow enough that everything looks yellow just like everything has that hue there's nothing completely right about this place yeah it's all messed up you're in a hallway and you can see that there's like other hallways and stuff gabby takes out her phone looks at it and goes this way points down the hall and you guys head off you two ready let's do it and by you two i mean t and Bo. is miss cortez here as one of the faculty that's actually oh, in attendance of prom? oh yes yes i'm gonna go talk to her yes miss cortez we're gonna go and i show her the text chain so i don't have to explain the whole thing again so she looks and she's like i'm gonna go ahead and contact your father sounds good if you 
have any kind of backup aside from him that's around, or if you want to come with us, that might be helpful. But if you don't, I understand. I have a feeling I'm going to stand out like a sore thumb. Probably. Do your best and just know that there'll be backup coming. Okay. Good luck. Thank you. We go to the spot where the ritual was. Bo's like, all right, everybody, you got everybody take a deep breath. Got to just calm down. You guys are fine. It's just me. Am I just the only one freaking out here? I just took a deep breath. Okay. Okay. He did too. He's still holding it in. Yeah, no, breathe, breathe. You're going to, you're not going to be any use to us if you pass out. Look, we've only been in like three or four fight for our life situations at this point, which is three or four more than you. Yes. T would definitely have shown Bo the back rooms during one of their dream sessions when he was explaining the other adventures they were on. Sure. It would be his imagined version of it. So. His kind of dreamscape version of, yeah. yeah. yeah are you okay? Yeah, I'm, uh, I haven't had three or four, you know, life or death situations this semester. It's fair. I'm a little jacked up. Just try to be quiet. We might get into a fight. I think that's what all the training's for, right? Yeah, and you're exceptionally useful because you can put people to sleep. That's the plan. All right, I just want you to be aware of how useful you actually are. Okay. So you just take out people on the edges of the fight. Okay. T'll often be the focus, and I'll be supporting him. I'm normally the... The tank. Yes. Yeah, I've played played games before. Okay. All right. Then Silas stops for a second. He's like, all of our strategies are based on video games. This is a problem. (laughs) Remember, all of their strategies are based on video games, too. So we can can outthink them by thinking past video games. Maybe. I mean... Yes, it's a call of violence skill, but don't they have like some superiorly skilled mages in there somewhere? Probably. The problem is they've got more numbers than we do. That too. Uh, hopefully, our backup will get here quick. Can you open this portal? It's probably already open. It's probably still open. It's all yeah, it's still open. It is open. Silas wouldn't know that. You wouldn't know yes, that. That's true. <laughs> it is open, but I am going to need a magical test to that's going to kind of encompass crossing through as well as kind of getting to Gunny's location. Yeah, this role is going to kind of encompass all of that. So. Feel free to assist each other however you want to roll it. It's going to be magic, not veil. Okay. Because you are dealing with the back rooms and magic. According to actual rules of Cortex, if one of us wants to assist the other, they have to spend a plot point. Okay. If you want to make the roll, feel free. I have I have mage and emo at both a D10. Yeah, you should do it. Okay. This, this I think, falls under not just a huge dumb guy. It certainly does. Okay. I'm going to tell you the difficulty for this is D8. Okay. I'm going to go place those uh, D8s in it's, front of me. It's a magical night at D8. This yeah, is, it, this is a very special situation. Yes, this is. is a perfect okay. time to pull in. It's a magical night. Okay. All right. So you have 2d8. I have 2d10s and 2d8s because I have a d10 in both mage and emo. Yeah, we're okay. probably okay, maybe. Uh, got a I, five. Have, I have rolled a five with a one. I have also rolled a one and I have an 18 with a d10 effect die, but I also rolled a one. I don't need the effect die, but you definitely have a heroic success. You know what? I'm going to buy that one from mm-hmm. you. And I'm going to lower Gabby from a D8 help to a D6. I'm sorry, not Gabby. Bo. Bo. She's a little nauseous. Okay. When you cross through, Bo is like, whoa, sorry. Um, I thought it was going to be like crossing into the dreamscape, but this is like, oh, maybe I ate too many of the stuffed mushrooms or something. Like, I'm fine. I'm fine. Okay. Just a little, ugh. it'll be okay. All right. Uh, let me tell you from Game Master perspective, your heroic success has done two things. I will let you know when you arrive and you will not uh, draw any attention when you catch up to Gunny. You will be able to kind of blend it. Gunny, you guys walk for a little while and eventually through what is just like a fucking maze of terrible, sad office corridors open like rooms and things like that 
you eventually come upon an area that looks like it could be a call center. It's like one of those big open rooms with the pillars, you know, just kind of about, you know, like about the room. There's no furniture in it. There's like about 20 people. Yikes. Teenagers, about 20 teenagers, approximately your age, standing in this room, all kind of chatting with each other, kind of laughing, joking. They're telling call of violence stories. They're trying to figure out who's who based on gamer tags. And they're showing off things like, you know, you see people like showing off their fancy watches to each other. Somebody else is like showing off like some rings they've got on their finger. They're kind of all flexing. They're all prosperity mages kind of showing off. Sure. Casey's like, this is so awesome. This is like a raid in like real life. It's so freaking amazing, isn't it? Right? Like, look, we are in the back rooms. Like, this shit is going down. You guys also arrive. And again, there's a whole bunch of people milling about, and you're kind of like able to blend in without anyone noticing you. You're just able to kind of like filter in and, you know, some guy comes up to you and is like, what's up, bro? Not much, man. How's it going? Good. Look at you. You're looking fancy, man. Yeah. That's you a- also came in from the prom? Yes. This guy isn't. Like, this guy is just wearing nice slacks, like a button-down shirt kind of thing. Actually, can I spend this plot point to do a flashback? Sure. I'm not even sure if I need the plot point for a flashback. My point is, is there's a lot of fucking people here. There's not that many people here. There's like 20, right? Yeah. And five of them are like people that know who we are. Yes. My flashback for that is to prepare us by casting a ritual at D6 that was in in an item. That we could all then like slip on like a ring or something that would change our appearance slightly. No, glamour kind of thing. A glamour. I yes. will take your D6 and yes, you guys are glamoured up. You. We don't look exactly like us, right? Okay. Like our facial features are changing enough and, our, mm-hmm. and, and, and whatnot, not our size or anything like that. So if somebody really took a second to really look at us, man, that vaguely looks like Silas, T, and, and Bo, like we'd be in a lot of trouble. Yeah. Yeah. So it's enough that you don't recognize them. There's just people here. There's a big dude with a little girl. It's a big dude with a little girl. Like, that's a thing. And a skinny guy. Yeah. Yeah, man. I'm good, dude. How, how are you? Uh, nice yeah. watch. Oh, thank you, man. Living large. I'm working the magic. Enjoying the benefits. Yeah, I got this crystal uh, brooch right here. Oh, look at that shit, man. Yeah, it was pretty expensive. That's rolling up to prom in style. Mm-hmm. I like it. I mean, on top of the suit. Yeah. Do me a favor. No one else will notice this. But give me a uh, magic roll. I want to give you a little insight clue kind of thing. Oh, I just okay. need you to make a magic roll. As you talk about the boutonniere. Is it magic geek? Uh, magic geek would be perfectly fine. Can I use my relationship to Erlis? <laughs> you most certainly can. <laughs> can I use it to magical night? Yeah, you can. Okay. Feel free. And then I will use my Silas Flameworth distinction, except I'll drop it down to a D4. Sure. A little, you take my plot point back. There you go. This is outside of Veil Magic, which is why. Son of a Flameworth. Let me know when you've assembled, and I'll go ahead and roll for your difficulty. Go ahead. Eight. You got two ones out of me, but I also got a 15. I'm definitely taking those ones, but I'm not sure what I'm going to do with it yet. So let me tell you what you know first. When that guy's like, oh, like, that's a cool boutonniere, and you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, Crystal. There's a moment when you look at it, you can feel metaphysically something just pulled on it oh good you feel like a tug like a fishing line that bobber just went underwater mm-hmm. <laughs> yes which direction back 
towards the portal. Oh, okay. And I think rather than, I'm going to take a little narrative liberty here as I enjoy this. Let me hand you your plot point and let me tell you what your plot point buys that is a little different than just putting a asset on the table. Outside of Creekside, out of the woods, shortly after the three of you walk through, emerging from the shadow, Erlis steps out and then walks through the portal. I feel like I need to give a little bit of clarification on that plot point by way of telling you what's going on. But Erlis walked into the place. Yes. But there is a timed test clock for like what's going on. And I'm just going to basically, as you guys make rolls, I'm going to add beats to this and things will happen. That plot point is basically I'm taking the first beat. Let's get back to the back rooms, so to speak. Pause for a second. Okay. I'm going to do a little bit of monologuing okay. in the next few minutes. I will pause a few times for you guys to interject some side chatter whispers to each other, that kind of thing. I want to leave it open for you guys in case you want to make any comments or say anything, either as players or in character. Sure. Okay. That's fair. Tell us a story. Yes. I'll tell you a little bit of a story. You guys are all mingling in the back rooms. You guys are Bo and uh, T and Gunny kind of hang, uh, and, and um, Silas. Silas are hanging back. Gunny, you and Casey, Jesse and Gabby are more towards the center. Right at 930, a man walks from one of the other. There's like multiple hallways converging on this place. Comes walking out of a hallway and into the room. And when I say man, I mean adult. And he's very nice looking guy. He is well coiffed. He's got a really nice haircut. He's got that kind of stubble that's like really like purposeful. He looks really good, right? He looks pretty rugged. He's wearing a nice suit, comes walking in, and he's carrying a black leather pilot case. So, you know, those boxy briefcases, the kind that opens from the top. Uh-huh. Not like a doctor's bag, it's a rectangle. Uh-huh. Right, so he comes walking in and he sets the case down. A few people see his entrance and like kind of stop talking. And then he's like, good evening, everybody. If I can have your attention. All right. Thanks, everybody. Eyes on me. Good evening, worms. My name is Jordan, and I'm so glad to see you here. Tonight is an important evening. One that's going to bring prosperity to all of us. Each and every one of you. And there's like some scattered applause. For nearly a hundred years, the veil has outlawed the practice of prosperity magic. They say it's too dangerous. They say it's going to lead to social imbalance. I'm going to ask you, does it? Or does banning it just enforce the status quo? The rich, man. They don't need prosperity magic. They're rich. They're fine. You know who needs prosperity magic? Right? Am I right? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, that's who needs prosperity magic. We do. He emotes towards Gunny when he says that. Look at me, man. I know I look fancy. And I'm driving a 7 Series. But I casted for all of that. I didn't come from a rich family. My family? Poor. I grew up in a tough neighborhood. I didn't have it easy. I didn't get to go to a fancy college. I went to community school. But I learned what has been kept from us. And that is how I've gotten here today 
And my goal is to get you all here where I am. So let's talk about that. My God, it's more evil Zig Ziglar. He is 100% like, like multi-level marketing. You know, I lean into uh, T and I say, if this guy wasn't killing people to advance his agenda, he might be right. Here is why I've asked you all to come here. I've asked you all to make a big sacrifice tonight. And that is because prosperity magic is coming back in a big way. And I'm talking it's coming back in a way that the veil is not going to be able to outlaw it. A way where the dragon of prosperity is going to take a seat at the table and all of its followers, dragons and worms, are going to reap the rewards. People are nodding and fist bumping each other. He would like to reach into the long pocket part of his utility kilt and just turn record on on his phone. How are we going to do that? Well, we've got some work to do. And for that, you're going to need some money. You all got here tonight because you mastered the gift card ritual that we gave you. It means that you show potential. If you were able to conjure up the money to be here, and we'll get to that money in just a moment. I know it's all burning a hole in your pocket. <laughs> Again, there's some chuckles and a few people yell out in the back. Like, yeah, I, I know what I'd do with it, right? Like, he's like, I know, I know, I know. But trust me, trust me when I tell you, you're going to invest it tonight. I'm here because I'm going to imprint upon you a new ritual. One that is going to make that gift card ritual look like a party trick. Tomorrow, you're going to wake up and you're going to start making some real fucking money. At this point, I make a face like, oh, I forgot to write something down. Like, I need to remind myself. Casey, like, looks at you. She's like, what's up? Oh, I just thought of something. I need to remind myself of, of something. It's got to do with my mom in the store, but if I don't remember it, I'm screwed. This will only take a second. All right, well. I pull out an index card and a feather. And on the index card, I write, in back rooms, through back wall of Creekside, urgent. And then I tuck it back in my pocket. Okay. I'm going to imprint this ritual upon you all. We're going to, I'm going to cast a ritual, and you're all going to learn it. And tomorrow morning when you wake up, you're going to make some real fucking money. But here's the catch. For right now, you can't spend it. No new cars. No fancy clothes, no new phones, nothing. You hear me? This part is critical. Nothing. Just cast it and make money. Because what I need you to do with it is invest it. You're going to buy blood money. A fucking ton of blood money. Blood money is the in-game currency used in Call of Violence. It is how people buy skins and other paraphernalia for that game. The most common way to acquire it is by using real money to buy this in-game currency. More fucking blood money than any player in the game should ever have. And everybody's like, mm, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Your guild masters are going to monitor your accounts and make sure that all of you are loading up your accounts with blood money. You're going to fatten up those accounts for a special Call of Violence event. It's going to take place in a few weeks, and we're calling it 
The Awakening. Details are going to come out soon. Your guildmasters are going to have more info as we get closer to the event. This is a Chris Nizak speculation right here, and it might be wrong, and that's fine. It feels like a Phil Vecchio move to make Call of Violence, aside from being this ritual thing, like, the people that are probably in charge of the Prosperity Cult probably own the fucking game, and they're going to make a shit ton of money by this. This is more evil Bitcoin. I know, right? It's more evil Bitcoin. Okay, I'm done. Nothing like this has been seen since the previous century. Trust me when I tell you, this event is going to be fucking epic. So let's get this ritual started so that you can go home and make your blood money. So what happens to the blood money that we put in our accounts? Yeah, that's a great question. What's your name? Gunny. All right, Gunny. Smart man. Take notice. This guy's thinking. I didn't hear that from the rest of you, and that's no dig on all of you, but this guy, he's thinking. It's a great question. And I want to tell you the answer now, and I can't. But I don't want to leave you hanging. So there's going to come a point when the awakening event starts that there is going to be an opportunity. There's going to be a ritual that you're all going to be able to take part of. It is going to change the world. Like I'm picking up what you're putting down. Yeah. Right. Like I, 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 I hear you, man. I get your vibe. Sure. I, I it's cryptic, right? Like, it's cryptic. It's sure, weird. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Sure. I get you. But we're broke, right? Yeah. And we've been broke and the system finds ways and there's always something. So there's a part of my brain that is a giant skeptic. Yeah, absolutely. Like, oh, are you if being hustled? If it's too good to be true. It's got to be. It's too probably good. too. How do we know we're not going to give you all of this money and then buy all of this blood money and you and your compatriots aren't going to just vacuum this all up, you all get rich, like it's some kind of big giant pyramid scheme and all of us people on the lower rung get boned. I like this kid, man. All right, listen, I'm not taking that ritual away from you. After the awakening, use that ritual for whatever you want. You clear out your debt, set yourself up for college. Do whatever it is you need to make yourself have a good life. That ritual's yours. We're giving it to you. What we need from you is just for a little bit. We need you to quietly cast it. If I give you this ritual tonight and I let you guys loose to just go to fucking town, pay off student loans for some yeah, of the you. The veil will be all over us like the veil white on rice. Yeah. All, this this fucking kid, he puts his arm around you. He's like, I love this guy. Fucking thinker. Seriously. Really impressing me tonight. Yes, the veil will be all over you. And what we have planned. All right. Here's the problem. This is what I was talking about at the beginning, right? The veil is always going to hold down prosperity magic. They're going to wipe your memories. They're going to take your money. They're going to fucking do it. They have in the past. They'll do it again. That stops after the awakening. We need something bigger. It's been done before. We are going to seize a seat at the table. But if you all run out and go buy yourself new PlayStations tomorrow and start dropping money all over the place, this whole thing falls apart. So if you want to be a little rich right now and then wake up one morning and you're poor with no fucking memory of what happened, Go ahead, take this ritual home and do it. If you want change, 
If you want to see an actual change in the world, you got to stick with this plan. I don't think we've led you astray since the time when we've all gotten together. We've helped you guys all out with the gift card ritual. Yes, we used it as a way to kind of test your talent, but you still have that ritual. I need you guys to lay low. The veil will come down like fucking anvils if they catch on to this. That's why we're not even in our dimension having this conversation. It's not safe enough. You guys aren't safe. Do you guys want to go back to being broke? Do you want to just wake up and, you know, no money in your account again? Shitty clothes? No car? All right. My man Gunny here is asking all the right questions and you got every reason to be skeptical. I can't tell you everything because if I did and the veil catches on, we're fucked. We are on the precipice of something that hasn't been done in over a hundred years. Are you guys with me? Are you guys motivated to change the world? And after it's changed, are you ready to be as rich as you fucking want? I mean, fucking money like you can't believe. That's what we're talking about here tonight. Do I have all of your attention? Do you understand what's at stake tonight? If you don't think that you can handle what this ritual is going to give you, if you think you're going to just fold and go buy a car Saturday or on Monday morning, walk out. It'll be okay. You're still a worm. You're still with us. You're still part of the clan. We're going to carry you with us all the way. But for the dedicated, the ones of you here, with that three grand in your pocket for you guys, the ones who want to change the world, these are the stakes. Who's with me? It's got to be better than being broke. Sure as fuck is, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, with you. Yeah, yeah, let's go. All right. Let's clear a space in the middle. Get out your money. Let's throw it into a pile. We're going to get this shit going. Oh, one more thing. If any of you have essence, that you want to tithe to the dragon. After this ritual, bring it up to me. I got my case. I'll bring it home with me. Across the way, you see a guy who's about 20. He's got one of those shitty string backpacks that I loathe. And he like looks in the backpack. He looks into it and then he closes it back up. And he's, you know, and then he goes and like gets his money and throws it into the pile in the center of the room. Do we recognize him? Oh, yeah. Okay. It's Kurt. Thank you for listening to Misdirected Mark Plays. Now, let's do some Patreon shoutouts before we get out of here. Let's start with the Royal Court, the Polish Ogre, who's our very own Polish Ogre, Lars Henrik Evjan, the Lord Out of Time, Jim, the Royal Merchant Emeritus, Chromatic Chameleon, the Queen's Spy Mistress, JT Evans, the Queen's Librarian, Schmitty, the Keeper of the Labyrinth, Andrew Dacey, the Warden of Whiskies, John Carney, the Court Necromancer, Craig, the Lord of One Name, Tiberius Starcrash Smith, the Baron of Britannia, Eric Bontz, the Weregator, Kevin Lovecraft, the Royal Beard. Now we have some other patrons who are about to get their shout out. John, Chris Constantine, Miko Froelich, Eric Simon, Athelis, Not That Billy Mitchell, Fiona, Kathleen Halperin, Christopher Gamelk, Michael Beck Esperum, Joseph Knoll, Carlos Heptilemma, 
Michael Draper, Alice Kira, Jim Fitzpatrick, Brantley Harris, Steve Radabaugh, Rory McLeod, Ninjabi, Richard Wyatt, Joseph Peralta, Brian Kurtz, My Brett, not My Brett, but somebody's Brett, Chris Steele, Jared Rasher, The Deliverator, He Belongs to an Elite Order, a Hallowed Subcategory, Bridget, Kubanu, Eileen Barnes, and Brandon Barnes. Thank you so much for being our patrons. If you'd like more content like this, you can check it out at misdirectedmark.com. If you are interested in supporting this show and other shows on Misdirected Mark Productions, you can go to our Patreon page at patreon.com mmp. You can get a whole bunch of stuff there, including extra bonus podcast episodes, material concerning this game, The Children of the Shroud. That includes character sheets, our game rules, some of our setting stuff, and Phil's thoughts from behind the screen. If that's not your thing, you can check out a bunch of other podcasts on MrRectedMark.com. There's Pandas Talking Games with Phil and Senda. They talk about a whole bunch of games, so it's like card talk for your role-playing game. You can go check out the Gnomecast, where a bunch of gnomes get together to try to avoid being thrown into the stew by giving quality game mastering advice. Or you can listen to Thaco with Advantage, where Ange and Jared talk about D&D. They're going to talk about it anyway, so they might as well record it. Thank you for joining us. This has been a Misdirected Mark production, the media arm of Encoded Designs. Mic drop, we out.